0: chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good
1: morning Alan. Happy New Year to you and your listeners. We have a number of boxes
0: uh, to, to tick and to go through but first of all it is a crisis. Uh, a thousand patients presenting themselves in Christmas week alone and you could even sense in Dr Kelly's voice there the severe pressure that the likes of him and his team are under at the moment. It's simply not acceptable. It's
1: simply not good enough is it? No it's certainly not and it's our entire health service is in crisis. I mean and at the same time you wonder how we're talking about a 96-bed unit that we've been talking about for a number of years when people need a hospital bed today. And, I, you know, I was slightly surprised yesterday to hear Councillor Carty ask about the fast-tracking of the 96-bed unit when we haven't addressed the real issue. And the real issue across the health service is the human resources levels. We have a crisis of staffing within the health service. Every sector. We have it in CareDoc. We have it in the National Ambulance Service. And you can see we have it in our primary hospitals, so Unless we address that issue, a 96-bed infrastructure building is of no benefit because we will not be able to provide the staff in which to open it.
0: So are you saying that unless you provide the staff, no matter how many beds you put into the hospital, they won't be able to be utilised because the staff aren't there to utilise them? We've
1: seen this across different infrastructure projects across the country, not just in Wexford. You know that back when we built our A&E, it took us quite a while to open it because of staffing levels. We are in the same position today only worse. I mean, Care Doc, our own doctors in rural Ireland are overwhelmed. Mm. You might not get an appointment if you rang today for one of your local doctors. You might not get an appointment for 10 days. You know, even maternity leave is an issue. But the real issue across the entire sector is staffing. It's in the child disability sector. Carers, you heard Dr Kelly say, Alan, we can't discharge people. They can't discharge many people because we don't have the level of carers at local community level in which to take care of them in their own home. Our nursing homes are full to capacity. They equally have an issue in relation to staffing and many of them have closed as a result.
0: We all know the problem, Mm -hmm. but trying to find a solution, it seems to be extremely difficult at the moment, and I, and I brought it up with Neil Hughes from Baker Tilly yesterday, who said he's not in—he's not a specialist in the field uh, of of, of health—but he did sort of give an indication that we have to go outside the country to get the staff in, but then. I mentioned this to you off air, and you believe that that is also an issue because we're not the only country in crisis at the moment.
1: Every country is experiencing levels of issues within certain sectors, building being one. For our, for the country at the moment, we are constantly referring to the fact that we're at full employment. We are at full employment because we have a very small people, small amount of people now in social welfare. The reality is, though, that we have many sectors who can't function because they're able to find people to employ that's across the board, it's in teaching it's in health, it's in building it's across every sector truck drivers, you name it, we have an issue so where we need to look we have to look abroad, we have no choice in the short term, Mm. but since being elected, and one of my first speeches in the doll was about correlating and joining the dots with education and the shortages. Carers, nurses, doctors, dentists, we are not training enough. Like We have a system here in this country where we have school leavers who are qualifying with enough points, for instance, to do dentistry, mm-hmm. but they cannot get in because we, 50% of the 80 places that we have, go to foreign students who pay for that education 50%? 50% this is a a fact, I sat with the IDA before Christmas on a briefing and the reality is that 50% do not, we don't retain them here in Ireland to go into practice and of the remaining 40 dentists that we train 50% of them go abroad, whether it's just because they can't find a job here or they can't get accommodation where they find a job. They leave or they just travel. We're retaining about 15 to 20 dentists a year. We have no idea how many are retiring out of practice, but we know that we have ever-growing waiting lists, both in just right. general dentistry and orthodontic services, and the same applies across every sector of the health service.
0: So, so what is your solution, there? The you, slu- your solution, because, as I said, we all know that we have a crisis, uh, and uh, the listeners uh, yesterday came forward in their droves, and they possibly come forward again, and we invite them to do so if they are having difficulty accessing a doctor, no harm absolutely. They build up a stockpile of this yeah. information. So, but if you What would you do?
1: But it is a solution we need and it's action and delivery that's required. And what I would do is, for instance, if we are... There's no point in the HSE appearing in front of the Public Accounts Committee for which I'm a member to tell us, well, we couldn't spend the budget because we have a recruitment and retention crisis. Like, there's no point in announcing an £11 uh, budget, which is entirely spin because those jobs are not being delivered. Carers are not there, uh, health assistants aren't there, nurses are not there. So, what we do is if we have places in our colleges that are being offered mm. to foreign students who come in and pay, can we not fund the colleges to make okay. sure that we give those places to our Irish? Qualifiers, leaving certain students or those who are over the age of 23 willing to train in that field. Like once upon a time, Alan, uh, it's not that long ago. If you didn't make a nursing place in Ireland, you could travel to the UK and be trained for free. Now you must pay for that, and many people just do not have the money to do that. In other words, they will either go abroad and take up a completely separate occupation, or they'll take another job, and their career of nursing is forgotten about. We need to look at education. Take the set two here in Wexford. Yeah, we've been talking about that. I I did my uh, postgrad in uh, Carlo IT. 2010 I qualified then we were talking about a university in 2014 we have uh, Minister Howland who granted the funding for a new campus and today we're only talking about CPO only last year have we given it the status of a university and we still, so if we look at the process now and how many times it's been spun, we're about 10 years away from actually having a university built in Wexford, a new campus. But we need the parents who have children in post-primary education today want to know, can they send their children to a university in Wexford when they leave school? Not about 20 years' time because we have a new set of parents. OK,
0: another area you're concerned about is the uh, Trinity Wharf project.
1: Well, I'm concerned about delivery. I've been hearing about Trinity War for a number of years. The progress of any of it's all about process with these projects. We never get delivery. We've been hearing about it. Equally, we've been, as I just said, the set two. The whole focus is on the spin the announcement and even rearranging so that these announcements are photo opportunities. We get all of these photo opportunities and we get very little delivery. If I hear once more about the 150 million that government have put into Ross Lair, is bursting at the seams with delivery of Uh, shipping companies who are fighting with one another to come in and provide a service. Mm. The infrastructure is so far behind. It's criminal. And the reality is, Minister Brown said yesterday, you know, we're turning the sod. We're way past turning the sod. We need to deliver the infrastructure Mm. to Rosslayer or it's going to set this country back. We have to have delivery. We can't continue with announcement after photo opportunity after announcement. We need to focus on delivery. And that comes back... Right to the 96-bed unit, but we know that that's a number of years away and we have to ensure the staffing levels.
0: Okay, I mean, you know the criticism that's often levelled at people in opposition like you. They say it's very easy for you or somebody like Johnny Mythen or Brendan Howland uh, in opposition with Labour to, to, to outline the problems, but you, if you were in power, would you be able to change things? And that's a question that you can't answer because you're not in power at the moment.
1: Well, it's not even a question I can't answer. My job in opposition is to highlight the issues and that's exactly what I'm doing. I have offered solutions you know I have been accused of not having solutions. I have solutions I've offered them. So what's your solution to the
0: 150 million in Ross Laird then that you're talking about It
1: was announced almost a year and a half ago by a minister who said we couldn't put money into it why haven't we delivered? Why hasn't that money been spent? We need to actually... That's European money coming from a Brexit fund. It's for a specific purpose. Rosslayer is currently trying to raise levels of another £200 million to prepare our wind energy project. Government should be stepping in to say, here is the £200 million. get on with the project, because we are going to be in a place where it's all going to be too late.
0: OK, let's look at your priorities for 2020. What are they?
1: Well, the priorities are that of which I started when I was first elected, and that is to ensure that we have a fit-for-purpose university campus in Wexford. I'm very frustrated that the CPO process has taken so long. You know, everybody's talking about the process. Again, the focus here has to be on delivery. If we're in a place where we look at the... uh, length it has taken to deliver just university status, we're about 10 years away from ever seeing a Mm -hmm. university campus. So the likelihood is we've had Ten announcements about the SETU and the prospect of a university campus, but it won't be delivered in the lifetime of this government. And everybody knows that we then may not never see it delivered because we don't know what the next government's objectives will be. So I'll be asking our opposition, I'll be asking our government elected representatives, those that are in government, to come together and look at this CPO process and, want- and ask the question. Why is it taking so long? Equally, foreign direct investment. Uh, I was I was surprised to hear Minister Brown say yesterday, you know, that we've had more input from uh, the Ida. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, I've contacted the Ida. I want to see. The jobs come to Wexford that are being announced for Waterford and that are being announced for Carlow over and above Wexford. And part of that deficit is particularly because we do not have a university campus with STEM courses like STEM. These are the science, technology, engineering and maths that bring the high end jobs to the county that give people a higher level of earnings that I, they you know that keeps them in the county okay. we're not we're exporting to So there are two t- of
0: the key areas a third Certainly. one what else
1: is to focus on the health sector and to ensure that we can deliver on primary care and to ensure that people will you know they have to be entitled to their health care people are working Alan. Hmm. They're working they're paying their taxes. They have such a poor level. It's even difficult to navigate the system when it comes to disability okay. services dental services. We have huge deficits right. and the dots, the dots have to be joined in which to bring all this together and I will be focusing on holding particularly the elected representatives hmm. to account but also those who are in receipt of huge salaries to provide the level of care yeah. that we hear about and and all we're doing okay. is hearing about it. Simon so says you're like a hurler on, on the dish, delete. shouting
0: all the time. You could do nothing only shout. So I'll let you yeah. respond to Simon. And, uh, I mean, uh, well, this, I'm, this, I'm not
1: this, shouting. I'm t- you're, not, I'm well, you're actually speaking very calmly is. to me this yeah. morning. Yeah? And yeah. I think I'm telling it as it is. I mm-hmm. think the reality is that we have yesterday, Minister Brown, on your show, telling us all of the things that we know are the issues. Yeah. What we need to hear are what actions are be taken. Why have we not taken over the private hospitals like we did in COVID. We have a huge level uh, a 1,000 people in a mm. week according to Dr Paul Kelly. That's, that's way in yeah, above what, COVID, what the problem was with COVID and we have private hospitals there who have capacity, who have the staff that can actually okay. alleviate the problem now.
0: Anne says, what guarantee have you that if the state taxpayer paid for the education of nurses and teachers and dentists etc that they would remain in and work in Ireland? That's well, I think it's an that's an, a fair question it isn't it? It
1: absolutely is and it's not one that I haven't considered but it's a very very good question, and I think that's where we need to improve. For instance, if a nurse goes to Australia, they have four patients in an ICU ward that they take care of. Mm. The equivalent nurse here has eight patients. They're under pressure. It's easier to work, obviously, with four patients. It's far more your job satisfaction, everything about okay. it. We need a quality health care service. It's not about the money, because we keep hearing it's not about the money. We put twenty three billion into what should be be returning a first world health care service. Unfortunately, right. nobody likes to hear it and nobody wants me to say it, but what we're getting is a third world service. And Alan, I really yeah. want to this is important. That's not due to the frontline staff. It's not due to the receptionist in CAREDOC. It's not due to the driver of the CAREDOC Jeep. It's not due to the receptionist in AE. It is yeah. due to poor administration of the hierarchy within the HSE, they're the ones on the huge salary. They've got to be held to account. They've got to be tasked with key performance indicators that show they are delivering on a health service that warrants the level of salary that they're getting. It cannot continue. We're getting well, waiting well, lists continue. waiting lists. Cer- yeah. Correct. Just, We've it, never put as much money yeah. into a health service and it's never been poor.
0: I'm going to have to leave it, but just as a matter of interest, I mean, how much of it depends on having a senior minister? Minister in your constituency. Is that something that we as a county urgently badly need to have? Yes. I mean the last one we had was
1: Brendan Howland. Well I think it would be safe to say that if if it was Kerry or if it was Cork, we would have what we're talking about. We wouldn't have this situation. We see that the hospital uh, was why do you say that?
0: Why do you because say it was...
1: Ultimately you can see that when it came to anything this year it was delivery for Cork. We have senior minister in Simon Coveney, we had the leader, Taoiseach, which was Mihaul Martin. Many of the projects that were delivered were actually based in where we have seen... So would you
0: ministers. agree then that the saving of the hospital, uh, the building of the courthouse, uh, the building of the Garda station, all this was done on Brendan a- Howland's watch, we had a senior minister in charge, and since then we've had very little,
1: haven't we? We've had very little, and as I said, the, it, like me, you saw Brendan Howland on the floor, the all correct me, Hall Martin, when it came to uh, the university and the campus being built, he sanctioned mm. the funding for same for the university in 2014 and it has taken eight years just to get university status. Verona Murphy
0: voted for the Sinn Féin motion of no confidence in the government and sided with Sinn Féin in the no confidence vote on the housing minister. Is she going to support a Sinn Féin led government after the next election? That comes in from MJ.
1: Well first of all let me correct MJ because there was no Sinn Féin motion. It was a government motion of confidence. That's what was put on the floor of the door, mm. And, you know, it has been particularly one of my fellow elected representatives in the government who put that out there. He clearly didn't understand himself what the motion was about. The motion of confidence is what I voted against. I voted no confidence at the time. So mm. I think the reality is that we're not... We will probably end right. up with the annual no confidence motion being brought forward by Sinn Féin and the Minister for Health. Yeah. Could anybody... Support this Minister for Health. With the state, we have a, we have a chronic Mm. crisis in health. So, I mean, it's not about who I support. This is about Wexford. It's what's good for Wexford. Anything that's put on the floor is Mm. considered by me on behalf of the people for Wexford, not the party that puts it there.
0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views.